Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. You're listening to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. Hey, 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 what's cracking? Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I'm your host, Darren Fatman McDuffie, and tonight we have a uh, fantastic show for you. Very excited about having David Sandoval on, but before I get David on, don't forget to check out the other shows that are in the archive. I did a really great show last week, last Wednesday, with Kathleen DeCaria. She has a book called The Hidden Connection. We talk about a wide variety of stuff, particularly toxins, autism, Whatever you can kind of think of, we talked about it. But most of all, we talked about getting healthy. As always, please connect with me. I really would love for you to help me build this community, help me start bringing more guests like David on, more guests like Kathleen on, and uh, really want to bring you that message of health and how to take care of your health and how to really start taking control of your own health and not really depending on doctors to do that for you. We are a very sick society right now where people are using health care and it's more like sick care instead of doing some type of prevention for their health. Connect with me on social media. You can connect with me on Facebook, facebook.com slash I'm the fat man. You can also connect with me on Twitter at I'm, uh, I'm the fat underscore man. And then you connect with me on Pinterest under my, my real name, Darren McDuffie. So connect with me on those social medias. I'm always putting out information and I'm always trying to bring you the best and the latest updated information as well on your health. So I don't have this gentleman for long, so I want to kind of really jump into the show. I met him about two years ago uh, at a meeting in Boca, and uh, I said, one day when I get a radio show, I really want to have this gentleman on. And uh, right now I'm going to bring on David Sandoval. David, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you tonight, man? You know, I am perfectly healthy in tone. That's what I am. Good. That's, that's otherwise known as fat. H A T. So. <laughs> well, you know, we're we're both probably lying then. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not well, fat. Yeah, I know I'm not fat, but it's spelled P H A T. So I know. You know trying I know. To put a <laughs> on that. Yeah, yeah, but great. Great to have you on, man. And I remember meeting uh, you two years ago, and. I remember just sitting out in the audience hearing you speak, and I said, we have the same viewpoint when it comes to the whole thing about pharmaceuticals. And I just so happened that probably after meeting you that time, maybe a year after, I said, you know what, I want to start my own radio show. And you're, I've always thought of having you on, and that manifested tonight. So um, it's great for you to be here, and I'm, I'm really excited for you to be on. But can you tell us how you got get got started? Because you've been doing this for a while. I've only been doing this since 2005 and kind of changed my whole life. 
But you've been doing this for a while. How did you get started, David? Well, um, I guess I probably got started about 20 years or so earlier than you on uh, as far as a career path. Mm-hmm. But it really started when I was challenged, you know, with a tragic event in my life. And that happens to a lot of people. For me, uh, I grew up as the son of immigrants, uh, second generation, very poor family, 10 people many times living in a small home together, trying to share a small amount of food. And um, things weren't that pretty in that small home. And so at a young age, I found myself alone on the streets. And my aunt and my uncle offered to take me in uh, on my mother's side. And my aunt and my uncle provided literally nirvana. It was, you know, my own bedroom, food every night, clothes that fit me. You know, no fighting or arguing or alcoholism. It was it was a big, big departure from the childhood I had grown up with or the streets I had come to know. And, uh, and she, my aunt, developed a fast-developing multiple sclerosis that took her life within months of me uh, being there. And the toll that her illness and disease and death took on the family uh devastated that nirvana and turned it into uh, uh, another hell with the you know my uncle's life destroyed and he no longer able to care for me in the way he did because the person who cared for us all my auntie was gone and so uh and so I found myself again destitute and this time though knowledgeable of the fact that you know there is love and there is goodness there is kindness and there is joy but there also is death caused by the food that we eat because mm-hmm. my auntie was informed before she died that it was the microwaved food and the preservatives and the diet cokes and the fast food and the preserved meats that she ate, the salamis and the things that she loved so much. All of those things contributed to her death. And I realized that the very food we eat could be killing us. And so I vowed to not only make a change in my own life, but in the lives of others. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's how it happens for everybody. I know when my mom passed away from breast cancer, that kind of changed my whole life around. And I was actually in the pharmaceutical industry for a number of years and really started to kind of open my eyes and and. I knew that there was something that I didn't know. So that that got me on this path Um, with. Green foods, when I think of green foods, I think of things like vegetables, but there's so much more to it than that. Um, Can you kind of give us a description of what green foods really mean? Well, I I guess if everybody realizes that the earth itself is reliant upon a single series of chemical reactions, just one simple series of chemical reactions that takes place in only one place, and that's green plants. So the entire world is reliant upon a series of chemical reactions that takes place inside of green plants. Did you know that? That series of chemical reactions is called photosynthesis, and photosynthesis is performed by chlorophyll, and chlorophyll is the plant pigment that makes leaves and other plant parts appear green. 
chlorophyll performs photosynthesis that actually digests and converts light through uh, something called a biological transmutation. And that biological transmutation is a series of chemical reactions so powerful that they could digest carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, ultraviolet light, radioactive light, direct sunlight, and not be damaged. In fact, they convert all of those things when they have water into oxygen that we breathe, and ozone that protects us from ultraviolet light. It converts minerals to charged minerals and creates the formation of proteins and carbohydrates. All of this happens through photosynthesis. And if it were not for green plants, and if it were not for photosynthesis, there would be no life that relies upon oxygen on the world today, which means no life as we know it. So green plants are absolutely the precipice upon all of the life we know is reliant. And beyond that, green plants create the basis for the food chain of the earth as all insects and animals who graze and who eat. Think of elephants and giraffes and, uh, and cows and, and even the you know, gorillas and in the oceans. We're talking about algaes. We're talking about, you know, about kelp and, and dulce and these other green plants. And these are not only regulators of the environment, they're regulators of our internal environment. They not only nourish us, they purify us. They not only nourish us, they can, in fact, heal us. Because all of the energy of photosynthesis, that miracle, is trapped within green foods yeah one of the things that i'm a, a big believer in is that people who are suffering from uh or overweight for example are really suffering from uh, nutritional deficiencies uh, my question is can these green foods fill in those nutritional deficiencies because it seems like everyone today is deficient in in something because we're not really getting it from the food uh, that we could we could get it from years and years ago because of the soil, but can these green foods fill in those those gaps? Okay, so imagine that there's a city, right? Mm -hmm. And the city needs a certain thing. It needs coal in order to keep warm, right? And every time it sends a messenger to the king and says, "Send coal," the the king sends an entire. Um, you know, an entire wagon full of of manure and a small amount of coal. And so all of a sudden, he, he keeps sending signals to the king, we don't have enough coal, we need a ton of coal. But for every ounce of coal comes a ton of manure. By the time they got enough coal to warm the city, it had been overwhelmed with manure. Here's the problem. Our cells need fuel. Think of the nutrients our cells need as the coal that the city needed to keep warm. But every time our brain sends a signal to our mouth to deliver nutrients, we deliver a lot of toxins and just a few nutrients. The toxins pollute the body, but the cells have not received the nutrients they demanded, so they demand more nutrients from the mouth. The mouth gives them just a little of nutrients, and a lot of waste. This is the problem. You see, when we don't 
stop the signals that say we're hungry. We have signals in our cells that say we're hungry, that say that we need nutrients, but we don't give the body nutrient-dense food. We give the body just a few nutrients and a lot of waste. Do you see the analogy? And mm-hmm. so every signal that goes requires that we eat, but if we eat nutrient-dense foods, then we'll be satisfied. If we don't eat nutrient-dense foods, then we'll send another signal. With every signal, we consume more calories but don't get enough nutrients. The continued consumption of calories and not enough nutrients is a phenomenon that you just described. Now, green foods are so nutrient-dense that they stop the signals that say you're hungry, but it goes beyond that. Green foods, according to Ayurvedic medicine, also have the quality of bitter. And the quality of bitter is to stop the body from craving the quality of sweet because they are antidotes. So the antidote to bitters is sweets. The more sweets you eat, the fewer vegetables that your body desires. Conversely, the more bitters and greens that you eat, then the fewer carbohydrates and sugars your body desires. So consuming poor food perpetuates the desire to eat poor food. And consuming good food perpetuates the desire to eat good food. That's the secret of green plants. So well, one of the things I'm wondering is these types of foods can knock out cravings because I know everybody has you know these cravings for sugar. They have cravings for things that aren't really that good for them, but can green foods kind of knock out those cravings? That's exactly what I just said. By consuming green foods two to three times a day, you create this effect in the body that according to Ayurvedic medicine, and it's very effective, will shut down those cravings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing you talk about in the book as well, uh, David, is um, how these foods are concentrated and then you talk about synthetic vitamins. I don't think people really understand synthetic vitamins like they go to the store and they get a synthetic multivitamin versus a living multivitamin. Can you kind of talk about that? Yes, I can. First of all, there's no such thing as a living multivitamin. Any of the companies out there saying there are, they're, they're just frauds. They're trying mm-hmm. to take advantage of your desire you know, to see those words together. There are foods And foods have nutrients. And when you eat the right foods, then it's like a multivitamin because they are a multitude of nutrients in food. So let's put that to rest. Now, the second thing is, uh, again, so if you're not eating a food for your nutrients, you can't go and have some company that goes, oh, these are food-grown nutrients, or these are, you know, that's just just a lie. (laughs) Excuse me. The truth of the matter is that... Um, let's take one example. You know what ascorbic acid is? Yeah, I was going to ask you that, but we can get into that right now. Go ahead. Okay, so most people think ascorbic acid is vitamin C. Mm -hmm. But ascorbic acid is not vitamin C, and here's how I can prove it. There is a disease called scurvy, and scurvy is a lack, is caused by, as you know, a deficiency of the nutrient vitamin C. When sailors would come back from long journeys, they would be suffering from this disease and they would need to eat fresh fruit right away 
like papayas and potatoes and oranges uh, because those were very rich in vitamin C, and that's how they could reverse scurvy. Well, if you were a sailor, and if you returned from a long journey, and you had scurvy, and you went to a modern vitamin store and bought vitamin C. Now, the body requires 60, 60 milligrams of the nutrient vitamin C each and every day in order to function properly. This has been proven by science. The vitamin C, supposed vitamin C, that you're going to get from, say, GNC or Walmart or something, it is going to say vitamin C on the front of the label. But on the side of the label, it will say ascorbic acid because it's really not vitamin C. It is actually ascorbic acid. Now, if you take ascorbic acid, and it's usually 500 to 1,000 milligrams of ascorbic acid, which they're calling vitamin C, and you're taking 500 milligrams, which is over 15 times what you need a day, yet your scurvy will never go away because ascorbic acid is not vitamin C. Now, let me explain what vitamin C is. Imagine a nutrient compound that looks like an egg. Now, the yolk, or the fatty part, is a nutrient, and it's called Voila, vitamin C. And then around it is bioflavonoid complex, which, of course, are just bioflavonoids. And then surrounding that is the shell. So you've got the yolk, which is the nutrient. You've got the white, which is the bioflavonoids, which help the nutrient perform. And then you have the shell, which is called ascorbic acid. Now, the shell of the egg is there as an antioxidant in order to keep the nutrient from oxidizing. And so when you buy ascorbic acid, you're buying an antioxidant created from corn syrup and hydrochloric acid. When you combine corn syrup and hydrochloric acid, Linus Pauling discovered, you could create ascorbic acid, and ascorbic acid is a chemical reaction similar to that antioxidant found in vitamin C, but it is not vitamin C. So the the synthetic vitamin world is full of compounds that are pretending to be, that are almost, that are close to, that are a part of, that mimic, but none of them actually are the nutrients that our body needs. Now, there was a book, and if you could get this woman on your show, that'll be a score. There's a mm-hmm. book called The Real Truth, or the, yeah, The Real Truth About Vitamins and Antioxidants. I think it's The Whole Truth, excuse me. And in it, she describes, and she, by the way, um, she has more degrees than a thermometer. <laughs> so, so this woman is so so degreed. It's like she's got a degree in every science you can imagine, every nutritional Mm -hmm. science you can imagine. And she has proven scientifically that only food provides the nutrients the body needs. And synthetic imitation nutrients do not. Mm -hmm. And what's her name? Judith DeCava. J-U-D-I-T-H. Judith DeCava. D-E-C-A-V-A. And like I said, more degrees than a thermometer. (laughs) 
Yeah, I have to look her up and see if I can get her on. There's three. I know I don't have you for that long. I see people on the switchboard. If you have a question, hit Let's one, and I can bring. Yeah. And I can bring you. I can bring you on. Um, don't be shy. Just hit one. I know I have one from a gentleman that uh, a question through uh, Facebook. But before I get to that question, um, there's a couple of different foods I was want to just touch on before you know you go. Uh, one is spirulina, the other one being wheatgrass, and the other one being uh, chlorella. I don't know what order you want to take those in, but if you could just talk about those three, those three, because I'm kind of a little bit astounded by those foods. Well, let's start with chlorella because it's the uh, it's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Chlorella is the oldest organism on the planet that has remained unchanged for billions of years. Chlorella has the most chlorophyll of any plant on the planet, and thus, at the very beginning of the creation of the Earth, chlorophyll created the initial oxygen and ozone that allowed our atmosphere to form. Chlorella is the fastest single replicating cell on the planet. It replicates faster than any other uh, cell division, and yet it never mutates. It's the only cell on Earth that never mutates. The fact that it never mutates is because it has an amazing ribonucleic acid, and that ribonucleic acid actually stops cells from mutating. It stops cells from getting damaged. It stops cells from aging. And so the algae, that single cell, is impossible to digest unless you shatter the cell wall. But it's too small to chew. So we have a technology, much like um, Ella Fitzgerald when she sings at a high note and it shatters the glass. We have a technology that shatters the cell wall and allows the ribonucleic acid um, to be accessed by our body. And this is one of the most amazing anti-aging contributors um, to our existence, not to mention it chelates out heavy metals and other toxins. Mm -hmm. So chlorella is a single-cell organism. You do not take it for nutrition. You take it for cell regulation and detoxification. It needs to be shattered in order to consume it, and it is the oldest food on Earth. The second in your category is spirulina, often confused with chlorella, but spirulina grows in semi-salty water, and it is a multi-cell, multi-cell algae that grows in spiral form. So one cell attaches and grows to another until it looks like a spiral under the microscope. If you have one of those spirals in a pin that makes it go click-click, take it out and look at it. That's what spirulina looks like. Now, It has a cell wall that is not hard like chlorella. It is actually created from glycogen. And glycogen, as you know, is the very fuel that our cells use to create life. So glycogen is the combination of glucose and oxygen in the most ready form to be converted to energy by the mitochondria of our cells. A fancy way to say it's gas for our fuel tank. And so when you eat spirulina, that fuel immediately dissolves. And when the outer cell wall dissolves, it leaves behind the perfect natural multivitamin. It has 
more protein than any other food at 65% pure vegan protein. It has the same fat that's found in salmon. That's right, the same omega-3 found in salmon. Not flaxseed or chia seed, but salmon. Yet it's vegetarian. It has uh, B1, B2, B3, B6, and even bioavailable vitamin B12. Again, from a non-meat source. It has loads of antioxidants like beta-carotene, natural vitamin C, even selenium and vitamin E. It is truly an amazing food because it doesn't only have green pigments, it has blue pigments as well. And UC Davis has showed that those blue pigments can trigger our immune system to act in ways that no other food can. Finally, wheatgrass juice, the kamut, the ancient grain found in an Egyptian tomb over 5,000 years old, and yet it sprouted. Seven out of the thousands of kernels stored for the pharaohs actually sprouted. 5,000 years later, we took those original seven grains and we cultivated them until we had a commercial-sized crop that was the purest in the history of mankind. Non-hybrid, non-crossbred, ancient wheat, of which we make a modern wheatgrass of unprecedented quality. Now, all I could tell you about wheatgrass is if you are, uh, if you've ever read the Essene Gospels of Peace, these were written by the same interpreter who interpreted the Dead Sea Scrolls, and he documented Jesus' time with the Essenes in the desert when they fasted. And the Essenes asked Jesus, when we seek healing from your heavenly Father, how do we address him? Do we get on our knees? Do we raise our hands? Do we, you know, and he said, no, neither of these. He said, when you seek healing from the heavenly Father, you must seek healing from the angels of the air, the light, the earth and the and, and the and the water. And below your feet lies a humble blade of grass. And that humble blade of grass contains each of these angels. And when you chew that grass, spit out the fibers, for you do not have stomachs like the cattle. And when you squeeze the juice with your teeth, the angels will be released and they will heal you. Now, if Jesus was recommending that you chew on wheatgrass juice to release the healing angels of the earth, the sun, the air, and the water as a gift from the Heavenly Father, then I can't argue with that. So um, <laughs> wheatgrass juice, of course, was the favorite food of my mentor, Ann Wigmore. And wheatgrass goes through a jointing stage. Unlike every other green food, it transforms itself from a grass into a blade, into a seed, which becomes grass again in a beautiful cycle of life. When that seed falls to the ground and, and, and bursts forth as a sprout, it creates energies that no other green plant contain called grass juice factors. The U.S. Department of Agriculture fed dry hay to cows in the wintertime and then frozen green grass to the same cows and watched them recover total health, have sweet milk, give birth to healthy babies, and have zero illnesses. 
the dry hay versus the, the frozen green grass. And the cows immediately regained their health in the wintertime. So um, the evidence is in green food seal. And the variety of green foods available on Earth is abundant. So I suggest that you go to green cruciferous vegetables. Wheatgrass, barleygrass, oatgrass, grass, and alfalfa. That you consume spirulina, chlorella, sea kelp, and sea dulse. And the only place you could find all of those in one place is an amazing product called Best of Greens. And Best of Greens is available from Purium Health Products. It has just enough iodine to stimulate your thyroid, just enough chlorella to help with the anti-aging, just enough spirulina to help boost your immune system and provide nutrients, just enough wheatgrass to heal and detoxify you. All of them, a healthy serving size. All of those cruciferous vegetables, broccoli and three-day-old broccoli sprout and kale and parsley. All of the best for the land. All of the best from the sea in one single place called Best of Greens. Now, I didn't plan on talking about that product, but it sort of lent itself to the conversation. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um Two quick questions for you, and I know you got to get out of here. Um, one would be the question comes from Paul, and he put a question to Facebook. He said that if you were stranded on an island and you could only have one of two choices of algae to live on, would it be the highest quality sp- spirulina or chlorella, and then why? What would it be? Um, ask that question one more time. You said put them in order. No, he said if you were stranded on an island and spirulina. Had, yeah, he said either what would it be? Would it be spirulina or chlorella and why? Spirulina. Chlorella's for detoxification. This gentleman mm-hmm. clearly was not paying attention. Chlorella's <laughs> for detoxification and for anti aging. Uh, you know, and spirulina is for nutrients and for food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um mm-hmm. So clearly it would be spirulina, and you'd be able to live forever. Yeah. Um, what was it? You mentioned Ann Wigmore quite a lot in the book um, and said that she was your mentor. What's the biggest lesson you learned from her? Not to think that you know everything. Ann Wigmore was devoted to living food, so much so that she wanted people to hate food that wasn't raw, and that's just not right. The Chinese have been steeping herbs for 5,000 years. So clearly, there's value in things even when they're cooked. We just need to have more raw food. It shouldn't be a religion. That's what I learned. Hmm. Last question for you, David, and this goes back to acidic and alkalinity. And there's been a lot of talk about uh, – I know when I first came into the health thing, everything was about alkaline, alkaline, and – People were saying that, you know, if you're alkaline, you, you can't get sick. And now there's more and more stuff Wrong. coming out saying that, that you can't, you know, you have to be acidic. Where where do you stand? Did you read my book? I read your book. Okay. Did you read, read my book? comments about this insanity where alkalinity became a religion, just like raw food became a religion? Mm-hmm. And we have all this radical people who hear one piece of information and pretend like it's the only piece of information. The body is a very complex system. We're acid and alkaline on a scale 
of about two and a half to seven point three six five. It's not zero to fourteen. Now, acidophilus, you know that friendly bacteria. It mm-hmm. doesn't say alkaline dophilus, does it? No, no, no. It's acidophilus because it lives in an acidic environment. The problem is that the foods we eat create acids, uric acid, and and buildup of lactic acid. And those acids are very damaging to the body. There are certain acids that are created by our poor diet that destroy our nerve endings. It is only by stopping eating those highly acidifying foods like meat and white flour and sugar or by eating a powerful alkalizing diet full of green foods and fresh fruits and vegetables. Fresh fruits and vegetables, not one of them are alkaline on a pH scale. They are alkaline once they get in your body and once they release the mineral ash that's in them. The mineral ash has potential hydrogen and potential of hydrogen is what pH stands for. And when we lose our potential of hydrogen, then we cannot neutralize the acids that are damaging us. So when we build up our potential for hydrogen, then our body will get rid of the acids as they manifest themselves. So alkaline water is wrong because when you drink a lot of alkaline water that's super alkaline, then your body reacts by creating more acids to stop all of the alkaline infusion. You see, our body's not used to having alkalinity. It's used to having alkaline chemical reactions. And lemons, which are very acetic when you measure them on a litmus paper, are very alkaline when you measure their effect on the body. And we all know this. So if something that's very acetic ultimately makes us alkaline, imagine, you know, again, certain foods are acid-causing, and that's meat and cheese and milk and white bread and white flour and white rice and sugar and processed foods and alcohol. Those cause acid chemical reactions. It doesn't matter if they're acid and alkaline when you measure the food itself. It matters what it does in your body, and that's the key. Balance. It's like a teeter-totter. A teeter-totter doesn't work if there's only one kid on it. And your body doesn't work if it's only acid or if it's only alkaline. You need to go bing, bing, back and forth like a windshield wiper, cleaning your body left and then right, left and then right. If it's stuck in one position, it doesn't work. Yeah, I wanted to hear it from the horse's mouth because I know um, you know people ask that question, and well, they because <laughs> they have people. You have people out there who still believe in this whole alkaline theory, and uh, it, it needs to stop. I agree with you on that. Real quick before I, I let you go out of here, I know you are, uh, have a real rapidly growing business, and you mentioned it um, before. And I just wanted you to talk about it a little bit before I, I let you go. Well, I guess the question is, um, do you know what a $50 gift card is? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, I grow my business by offering people a $50 gift card. And they could use that gift card to go on to my Superfood Superstore online and to choose something, anything they want, up to $50 is free 
as long as they pay the shipping and handling. If they want something that costs $100, then it gets reduced to $50. Um, What a lot of people use the $50 gift card for is to jump into what we call a 10-day transformation. A 10-day transformation is an amazing way to inundate your body with superfoods for 10 days and to feel the absolute healing effect that they have on you. The first three days are tough. The last seven days are like nirvana. And um, if anybody wants to give that a shot, I bet that the host of this radio station could probably figure out a way to get you a $50 gift card. But I'm going to leave that on him. Uh, That's the way my business grows because um, if you want somebody to believe in something, then you've got to believe in that something first. Any of my products, almost all of my products, Probably 90% of my products are less than $50, which means you could try anything in my catalog for free. If you want to get like a package of six products uh, that we call the 10-day transformation, you could get $50 off of that package that already has a reduced price. And if you look at the before and after videos, if you look at the stories of the people who went through this 10 days, it will blow your mind. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the big thing about your products, too, they don't have any fillers, and that's that's a whole nother show we could probably get into. But, David, I really, really uh, enjoy the talk, and I really, really appreciate your time. And hopefully I can get you back on because I'd love to talk more about getting into this whole fillers and different types of things that people really don't know about when it comes to uh, the vitamin world. But, again, Thank you for your time, man, and uh, I enjoyed it. Awesome, man. Pleasure speaking to you, and uh, have a wonderful day. Okay, you too. All the best. All right, thanks. All right. Real abbreviated show, real short, but right to the point, things that you need to know. Uh, Next week, we're going to have Becca T-Bon on. Becca Becca is a fitness expert, and she'll be coming on. I think she's she's fitness and also nutrition as well. I'm finding that a lot of people who start in the fitness world are gravitating towards nutrition. So she'll be on next week at the same same fat time, same fat channel. Thank you for listening tonight. Um, If you have any questions, put them in the Facebook Facebook event page, and uh, I'll get those answered for you. If you have any questions for me, you can email me at darren at fat-man.com. So darren at fat, P-H-A-T, dash, don't forget the dash, M-A-N.com. And you can just send me suggestions on people that you want to have on the show, or if you have any questions on previous shows, I can get those questions answered for you. Again, thanks for listening. Peace and love, and I'll see you on the next episode. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.